On Sunday, October 9th, Eric Redbeard, a.k.a. Eric Rowan, will be live in person at Commonwealth Dry Goods. Eric will be signing autographs and taking pictures from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. You may bring two items for Eric to sign. Rowan action figures, magazines, and photos are welcome. Please no battle packs or figure sets featuring other wrestlers. Unfortunately, they will not be signed. The event is first come, first serve. No saving spots in line. The signing will end promptly at 2 p.m. due to scheduling considerations, even if there are still people in line. Additionally, Commonwealth Dry Goods will be releasing the official 2022 Halloween candle and t-shirt on that same day. No purchase limits. You can even get them signed. So save the date, Sunday, October 9th. If you need more information, go to Commonwealth Dry Goods on Instagram or Facebook. Friday, Friday, Galaxy on Monday. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's in a rubber house in a rotten underway. Hallelujah. Hello. Friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it! There, but for the grace of God, it was me. With a nickel sized hell and a damaged dead wind, we rode over New York. They never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. Damn scared of my music. Hey there, boy. It's your pal, Jim Daddy. I'm back with you again on this wonderful Friday afternoon for your free best of the Chad Duke Show. All right, let me start off by giving a huge thank you. Thank you to everyone that watched the Water Closet Hoot Manny live on Facebook. Thank you to everyone that donated during the show. And a very special thank you to the donation winners, Mark Borger, Nice Lady Danielle. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I could not be more appreciative. It was uh, it was smart of Dukes not to throw it to me to say thank you at the end of the show, minus the fact of my non-existent radio talent that took over. But we, we, we spent a lot of time focusing on the funny, and it was honestly it was tough for me to keep it together. R- regardless of what you donated, though, when we are all out and about, let me know that you donated. Don't worry about thinking it's making it all about yourself. It's perfectly fine. I have a big old hug for each and every one of you in store. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we had a really fun week of shows. Uh, Monday, Tour and Shoe, they recap the Water Closet Hoot Nanny. Uh, the streak continues where we have a really great prize to give out, and it is not wanted at all. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want a PlayStation 5? Jesus. And, of course, they uh, they break down what was week four of the NFL. Tuesday brought us uh, Dukes dished out some learning with Tor on Cypress Hill and on Smoky Mountain Joe Von Curse on the Indiana Jones franchise. An old friend all the way back from the WJFK days when Big O and Dukes were on the radio, Ryan O'Halloran calls into the show as he's working in Buffalo now, talks football with the boys, and Tor found himself in a love triangle that Dukes just has a lot of fun with. Uh, Wednesday, I came in, Ant-Man joined us, Joe joined us, there was a uh, terribly awkward moment Dukes had at Commonwealth Dry Goods, the Virginia Pizza Crusade had a big old pizza outing, and I mean big, I'm super jealous about that pizza. We had our weekly installment of the BMI, there was some uh, teetering that took place, 
And we wrap up the show by spinning the wheel for some of the leftover bean boozled from the hoot. God, those things are disgusting. <laughs> Thursday, we brought in Loud Goat for our 20th episode of the Fastest Hour in Radio. Dukes and Goat go over their top stories from the news, and I was not able to graduate from my goddamn pitch count. So stupid. And just to make sure that the content continues to flow, Chad came in by himself to record Shoot Solo 4, where a scheduling conflict uh, caused Dukes to cancel on a group movie outing. Gives his thoughts on the Sheets versus Wawa argument. There was an aggravating text from the boss man. And he answers listener email sent it for S. Shoot. So let's recap. Monday through Thursday, we offered you a show. There's a Shoot Solo on top of all of that. And this free Friday show. That's six episodes. Come on. If you're still questioning yourself whether a subscription is worth your money, it is. I promise Chad will always see that the subscribers get what is promised and some. After going through all this content, and it was a lot, what I have in store for you, the Virginia Pizza Crusade recap of the latest pizza outing. If you haven't seen any of the pictures, please get on social media because that pizza, holy shit. We have the interview with Ryan O'Halloran sitting down talking football with the boys. We have a recap of the water closet hootenanny, but I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Jester, what happens on Saturday nights? When the weather is as piss poor locally here for us, and an all-suggest Saturday night with Kenny Kidd around the bonfire just can't take place because of the goddamn rain. Well, Dukes and Princess Dukes, they they get on the couch, they open up a bottle of wine, and she says, let's watch Top Gun, and uh, Miles Teller walked on, and she goes, that's Miles Teller. And I said, no, that's Goose's son. I said, that's Rooster. And she's like, no, no, that's Miles Teller. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. That's Goose's son. He, he looks just like Goose. Yeah. He's wearing the same shirt, sunglasses, mustache. They they found some fucking nobody that is looks just like Goose. And she's like, that's one of the most famous people alive right now. I said, who the fuck is Miles Teller? I still don't know who he is, but I now know that he is an incredibly famous actor. Yeah, he was um I he was good in War Dogs. He was good in uh, Whiplash with. Uh, I love Whiplash. Simmons. Is he yeah, the kid? He, he was the drummer. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. That he, was Miles Teller. Yes. He's great in that. Yeah, he kicked ass. Well, he's a brick shit house in Top Gun. Yeah, in Whiplash, he's he a tiny little weenie dude. Yeah. Isn't he a tiny weenie dude? He was just crying in the band room while J.K. Simmons made everybody he's sobbing in the band with his knuckles bleeding. J.K. Simmons looking ripped as fuck. <laughs> Why was he so? Young? By the way, J.K. Simmons looked more like Miles Teller in fucking <laughs> Top Gun than, than Miles Teller does. He's a good actor. The yeah, fuck me. I had no idea. He was. Uh, he, you putting me on. He was part. He's part of the the Aaron Rodgers crew. We should do ask shoot. It does shoot know it. You made me look like a <laughs> fucking asshole the next time. What's the Aaron Rodgers crew? With uh, I that Aaron Rodgers picture when he when he was like going to the horse races and he was all upset with the the Packers. It was like Aaron Rodgers and his girlfriend, and then Randall Cobb and his girlfriend, and Miles Teller, and then his girlfriend. That's a pretty good group. They're all. I like to hang out with those three guys. Out. Oh yeah, That'd be fucking great. Randall Cobb sitting there, fifty-five years old, he's still catching button hooks <laughs> left and right, better than all those other dickheads. Um, well, I guess that's why he hosted SNL. I thought it was just because of Top Gun, but I guess he's a really big deal. What was the other one you called it? War Pigs? Uh, uh, War Dogs with What's jo that? Jonah Hill. Uh, it's where the the gun. All right, we're gonna movie. we're gonna move on. No, um, it's a serious movie. It's not. I've had enough of Jonah Hill. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough of him and his blonde hair and his chest tattoo and all the weirdness. He's big and round in this movie. Okay, I do like that. He's, Whenever he's big and round. I mean, I, I, I want, as a fat guy, I, I don't want other people around me to stay fat because I'm fat. I hate when people do that. Sure. But he gets really weird when he's thin. I think Very, very weird. I think you'll actually be very excited about Jonah Hill's look in this movie. I'd have to watch it. All right, so um, $1.48 billion Top Gun has. Uh, it took in $1.23 million, which is a three-day total. That was enough to land it. Number 10 in the box office. Now, there is nothing coming out this week, so the question is, do they think that it can stay in the top 10 um, for another another couple of uh, weeks or months or what have you? Um, I don't know. I don't see why not. I, there's not an, I mean, Smiles came out this week. Yeah. Uh, it stayed in there now that that came out. I'm, this, this thing actually had the name of the... Uh, it is now the fifth highest grossing domestic film. Of all time, right? It might get uh, it might get bumped out by the new Black Panther movie. I think that's well, releasing. Of course, in it's November. going to Black Panther is going to be unstoppable. Um, yeah, it says nothing else is coming out. It's uh, 
Lyle Lyle Crocodile is coming out. Sean Mendez's musical. Ooh. Is that a kid's movie? It's problem is those kids' movies. I mean, I I don't know any of them, and then they make a hundred million dollars. He had a couple big songs, and these I've heard of Sean Mendez. Yeah, and then uh, David O. Russell's Amsterdam. That is it. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to find out. Okay, so watched it with my chick, and um, I hadn't watched it in a few months. I, we, I saw it twice in the movie theater. It was uh, you know. We talked about it ad nauseum on the show. Yeah. Lots of crying, lots of arm waving. Uh, it's a perfect. I, th- I do believe now, I now even having a little bit of space to collect myself. I think it's a perfect movie. I don't think they could have done a better job with that movie. And they also, Tor, you know, like when you start playing one of those little phone games and um, there's something about it that, like, it, it pops endorphins inside of your head? Yeah, yeah. The colors, the round shapes, all that stuff. And it gets people to spend money. Like, yes. it, they, they, they've worked out a formula or an algorithm where, like, oh, I, you you have to buy gems if you want to keep playing, and gems are four ninety nine for 100 you know, right. whatever the fuck it is. You can't play for another 12 minutes you, or 12 hours. you got to let it recharge. That's I want to ex- yeah. play now. Yeah, here's here's my credit card. Um, it reminds me of the, the, the Coke and the ketchup at McDonald's. Yeah. Where there's something in it that keep, just keeps you coming back. They figured that out, like the music and when they play the music and when they show Tom Cruise on the motorcycle and when the planes are whatever it is, every they, they keep you emotionally stimulated the entire time. Um, she does not like action movies. She zones out during action movies. She liked the first Top Gun, but uh, it was fun because I turned her at the very beginning. There's a part of the beginning that isn't sad at all, but I cried. In the movie theater. It was when it's after they do Danger Zone and all the planes are taken off the aircraft carrier, which fucking kicks ass still. Yeah. And he's like putting on the bomber and putting on the fucking sunglasses and picking up the motorcycle keys. And he sees the picture of him and Goose. And um, it starts playing that song that we just played. And uh, I started tearing up in the movie theater almost immediately. And I turned around and she was crying. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes, yes. And she's like, why am I crying? I was like, I don't know. It just does it to you. And then uh, the other scene that she cried, she cried three times, different times than I did. When uh, when Maverick saves Rooster yeah. in the final dogfight, and he crashes, and then he's about to be killed by, uh, I think it's the Hind is the name of that fucking helicopter, that big fucking killer crazy thing. Right. And then Rooster saves him. Uh, she started crying there. She's like, I just keep thinking they're going to die. Are they going to die? You wouldn't show me this or they're going to die, did you? You wouldn't do it to me. And I was like, I like, would you just fucking chill out and watch the movie? She's like screaming at me. She's like, if they die in this movie and you sat here on Saturday night. And I was like, chill the fuck out. She's screaming at me so hard like she missed the big laugh when he goes, are you okay? And then knocks him down in the fucking right. middle of the woods. You told me not to think. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Big laughs. Yes. So I had to rewind it and then we watched that. Sure, part. you have to. Um, and then at the end when uh, he, he drops the thanks for saving my life, it's what my dad would have done. That didn't get her. Got me again. I started uh-huh. fucking just sobbing. And she's like, what you? She was, you've seen this three times. I'm like, oh, I don't love my dad. Um, <laughs> um, this time is when fucking uh, uh, Lady Gaga starts singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, this fucking song. I, I was like, this song stinks. And then it gets like three bars into it. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then. When it starts belting, I'm like. There's yeah. a part where the, the plane like flips into the sun and it flies off. And it's like the last thing you see before they start showing the, the credits. Yeah. Just a mess. Just fucking a mess. Like, God, I wonder if I'll ever get any type of scent death to this goddamn movie. <laughs> like, I hope I can watch. Imagine if there's people over and you're watching this goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. It's fucking great. And I was like, what'd you think? She's like, it's a fucking great movie. Like, yeah. She goes, I haven't seen the last Top Gun in 20 years. It didn't matter. And I was like, right, doesn't matter. I don't know how it doesn't matter, but it doesn't. Every every scene in the movie brings a little something. That, like the the beach scene. The first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, oh, that's cool. Second time I watched it, I'm like, oh, this. why does this kick more ass the second yeah. time? It's just great. I'm I'll like, tell you why. Well, you, you get to see well, Hangman fucking with his shirt off. Right. I, I hope he's Hungman, too. You yeah, know what I mean? How could he not be? You know. You, you know yeah. he's got a torpedo in his fucking pants. Pull the tags on my cock before we take off. I'm damn good, Rooster. Oh, that fucking guy. He's the best part of the whole goddamn movie. I love that fucking guy. He's such a cock. Yeah. 
Um, man, it's fucking, it's really good. And then she was really mad about Val, about uh, Iceman dying. Yeah, she's rip shit. It's like, baby, he's got the he's got the throat cancer. Like they set it up. You knew that was gonna happen. Like, he doesn't have to die. I'm like, so you wanted nothing bad to happen in this movie <laughs> right. at all? I think she wanted everybody to just get together and fly around the base for a while and then land, and that would have been the end of the movie. Well, I would have enjoyed that also. I think. I mean, too. I think I would have been. I I had a couple of problems. One is um. I counted how many times they say fifth generation fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, at some point, they would name this aircraft. Right. <laughs> they would say what it is, and they they don't ever do it. Um, and that big helicopter at the end is Russian. I, it's got to be Russians they're fighting, right? I know they don't I, ever say I it. I think but. with the environment, it, it's just kind of... Yeah, they just wanted people to it's, it's, Russia to be able to watch it, I think. Right. I'd have a problem with it, but it, uh, man, is it great. And the scene where he fucking, he's being trailed by that. They're in the Tomcat, and they're headed back to the aircraft carrier. And he just decides, fuck it, and then just flips over and like shoots it, rips it across. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch that when he's like ducking, that guy shoots a fucking missile at them, and he ducks behind the one that he's already shot down, and it blows up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's he, so fucking cool. He kicks so much ass. That's so cool. Sound effects. Oh, it's so great. I, is there anyone in the audience you think hasn't seen that movie? Everyone has to have. I mean, it's it just, and if you haven't, just delete this show. Yeah, I'll give you money back. What's the point? What's the point in us continuing the relationship? <laughs> Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. It is the Chad Dukes Show. Joining me from the Great White North, the senior writer for the Buffalo News, longtime, I don't know if the word is contributor, but guest friend of the show, our buddy Ryan O'Halloran, is with us on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline. Great to check in with you, Ryan. How are you, bud? I'm good, Chad. Good to join again. And I was thinking about this uh, today. I think I joined a show of yours maybe 2008, 2007 maybe was the first time. That sounds right. I think you may have come on Big O and Dukes once before we even flipped to sports, before it became a sports station on WJFK. So- yeah, and because uh, with you and Oscar, it, I think it was definitely like every Monday during the Redskins season for a year. Yeah. And, uh, and then we tried a different format. We sure did. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, they're still trying over there. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's good to talk to you about congrats on the new gig of Denver to Buffalo. That has got to be from just an NFL perspective. That's a crazy switch up. And then your cost of living has got to be way sweeter up there. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is a little bit better. Uh, you know, but uh, the housing, the big fella needs central air, Chad. I don't. You ain't gonna fucking tell me. You ain't gonna tell me. I, I need it in my car. I need it blowing up out of my chairs. I need it everywhere. <laughs> so that became a problem here, where every apartment building was a hundred years old. So, but we found a new place. Uh, you know, north of town a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's and, and you're right about the NFL culture going from Denver to Buffalo. I mean, Denver has more super, obviously more Super Bowl titles. But sure. you know, the Bills right now are built for now. And for the foreseeable future, because they got the quarterback in his prime. I I got it. Before we get to Buffalo, you got to talk to me about the Russell Wilson. Um, he seems so bizarre to me, and it wasn't just the giant truck. It wasn't just the showing up in a Broncos jersey. It was just this big long list of strange things, and then the. He's got to say, let's ride every time a microphone's in front of him. And then there's so many weird TikToks where I'm like, dude, is there no one in your life that gets a hold of your phone? And then maybe I'm like, he seems like a smart dude. Maybe he's trolling all of us. There's no way Ciara would put up with this goofiness. Like, what was your perception of him before he came to town and then after you started covering him? Yeah, I mean, the perception before he was traded was, you know, because he would say, go Hawks. You know, in Seattle, and yeah. you know, when he was on Sunday Night Football, he would sit in Wisconsin. He'd say a whole pack of Badgers. So you sort of felt he was a little quirky. Yeah. Then you start covering him, and and there is there is a reason and there is a method to everything he does, social media wise. When he's at the podium talking to the media, um, he is extremely polished. Um, he has a narrative he wants to carry out. That took a little bit of an adjustment because you cannot just say, hey, what about this? He's going to go off on a tangent about thanking everybody from the organization. So um, that said, the guys on offense rallied around him. There's no question he's an accomplished player. He's got his hands full in Denver because they lost their best player on Monday. 
Yeah, they did. Um, he's just a bizarre cat. Um, and I can't really figure that team out, too. I don't know if it's the coach or the player or whatever the culture is. But it's um, it's on to, it's on to Buffalo, and they were involved in uh, Donnybrook here with the, the Ravens. This is such a strange – talk to me about this, Ryan. You've been around the league a while. you covered a bunch of different franchises. you covered a couple of the worst ones that have ever existed, quite frankly. Um is, 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 well, it's, <laughs> Whoever, I, I totally agree with you, man. I did eight years in Washington. They, they still haven't won a playoff game since I left. That was and I left in 2011. And then Jacksonville, and they look they look improved now. But who who the hell knows? Is yeah. the, the preseason thing the fact that no one's playing in the preseason, and now it's only three weeks long? And they're not hitting as much. It just feels like the first couple of weeks we almost have. I'm glad the games are on, but it's like we almost have to throw them out as far as who the identity of these squads are. You look at Green Bay in week one. You look at some of these veteran squads. You don't know what to think. And then, you know, I, I follow Tennessee now, and, like, they look like they should be in college football for two weeks, and now they're kind of coming into form. Is it just because the nature of the preparation has changed so much that we don't have an identity for who's who yet? Yeah, 100%. And, and, and Vic Fangio, who was the coach of the Broncos the previous three years, one thing, a term he liked to use during training camp, he says player need, players need to get calloused up. They, they, need to, they need to hit a little bit. They need to get in condition. So you have, you have all these players um, sitting out the entire month of August. Now they're expected to play 75 snaps in you know hot weather conditions or loud stadiums. And, and it's, it feels like around the league you have an all-pro team of guys that got banged up in the first month. And, and the scoring was down. That has to be a concern for the league office. And but Buffalo played their guys a little bit in the preseason, and they're three and one. Right. So you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's too, it's too. You know, you're making too big of a judgment. You say this right, this way is right, this way, uh, this way is wrong. But it's, um, it's definitely noticeable that this first month has been uh, choppy to say the least. Choppy, but in in saying that. I mean, Buffalo came out and traveled across the country and punched the Rams right in the mouth. I mean, Tom Brady went into Dallas and he won. Um, you know, the teams that you expected to be, I just remember the Chiefs just absolutely stepping on the throats of the Cardinals in week two. Yeah. It's like the teams that get it seem to continue to get it no matter what's happening. And then the rest of them where you have some questions like, oh, maybe it's just because we're not practicing as much, you know, whatever it is. Mac Jones didn't get enough reps in the preseason or what have you. It seems like the teams that you expect the most from seem to adapt to whatever the you know stipulations are. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Mahomes, Brady, and Allen. They all saw preseason time. Take it for what it's worth. I mean, if if 45-year-old Tom Brady feels the need to get in there for a couple of series, I'm not going to argue with them. Same with Patrick Mahomes. Same with Josh Allen. You know, what I don't get is is teams not playing new quarterbacks like the Broncos and Russell Wilson or not playing young quarterbacks who still, even if they have started some games, still, I think still need a little bit of, you know, get used to game action again. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it is really a six and one half dozen in the other, you know, but it, what, what it does, what it does confirm is that the month of August just seemed like it lasted 150 days. Certainly did. Um, all right, let's talk about the game on Sunday. The Ravens come out and Raven it up. By the way, I, I pointed this out on Monday's show. It was the battle of the two teams with running backs as quarterbacks, and I don't even mean that as a disrespect because it's sometimes you need that. you got to take what the defense gives you, but both of these quarterbacks led their teams in rushing. Um, I, I don't know what the problem is with the Ravens. They're one of the most consistent franchises in the league. Maybe it's what we were just talking about with the preseason, but the collapse bit, the, the defense just letting teams back into it, and then you're playing your ass off, and John Harbaugh does the analytics deal where it's – all right, we can make this team play from a deficit right now by kicking a field goal. Let's throw a pick in the end zone, and now you're marching down the field, and you kick a field goal to win the game, and your cornerback, and your all-pro quarterback's cursing you out on the sidelines, and you're having to pretend that's not what happened. When the game is kind of unwieldy like that, and there's a couple of head scratchers when it comes from what the coach is doing, how does how do you extrapolate what to take away that means for the Buffalo Bills, or, or is it just a W and you move on? I mean, I, I think from a Bills perspective, you look at it and say, okay, why were they flat for a half? Why did they have to come back from 17 points, which is the biggest comeback of Josh Allen's, you know, still young NFL career. But, you know, flip it, flip it over to the Ravens. This is the second straight home game. This happened. They gave away that Miami game two weeks ago. And, you know, you're, you're in a tie game. You haven't done anything on offense. So you get down to the one-yard line. You lose a couple yards. Okay, now what's the play call? I didn't like the fourth and goal play call. 
uh, is rolling out of the pocket. He was retreating. Then he then he gave away 18 yards of field position by throwing up a Hail Mary that was intercepted in the end zone. And one thing I was thinking about during this game, watching Lamar in person, how do they lose? I mean, he made basically every good decision you can during the course of the game, yeah. and they still blew a 17-point lead. He was very smart about running. He had very few keepers. He made things happen on scrambles. Same with Allen. So that, the rushing stats, you said, are divided in two, keeper yards and scramble yards. But to me, the Ravens, they got they got to figure out because they got Cincinnati coming in Sunday night, and you know, they got to be questioning themselves. Marcus Peters was going, you know what, on the sideline after the game. Ryan, the uh, before the season, it looked like this the AFC East was Buffalo's just to, to win, and they were going to sweep everybody. Miami has come out early in the season, I guess before to his injury on Thursday night, and, and looked to be a, a true competitor uh, against Buffalo. How do you project the, the rest of this AFC East shaken out between the two, I guess, when Tua Tagovailoa gets back? Yeah, and that's the, that's the big question is – you know, is it three games, four games, whatever? Uh, I mean, I, even though the, the Bills and the Dolphins are still three and one, Miami beat them last week. I still think the division goes through the Bills. It would be a stunner if they don't win the division. I, I would be surprised if they don't have the number one seed because they have the Patriots twice. They got, you know, some, uh, you know, Pittsburgh this week. They're two touchdown favorite over the Steelers. So, you know, I think Miami. You, you have to check your optimism there because. If, if, if they do determine Tua had a, two concussions in the span of five days, guys, sometimes guys do not come back from that for the yeah. whole season. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, IR for four games is probably realistic. And after that, uh, you know, if you're Tua and his family, you got to make a decision um, whether to, hey, what's, you know, you got to make sure you're right for the long run after you don't get done playing football as well. The, it is so crazy to me that we started the season. It was Tom Brady. It was Deshaun Watson. It was, oh, my God, you know, they have all these weapons, but it's still Tua back there. And now three weeks, four weeks in, it, the narrative has changed so fiercely. It's like, oh, here's a Super Bowl contender. Wait, if Tua's out, they're not going to be able to. It's just nuts to me, like, how wrong everybody can be and then also, like, how quickly things can change in this league over you know, I mean, look at the rest of these leagues, 82 games, 162 games. Like, it's such a short period of time where a narrative can completely alter. Yeah, and, and that, that that's the difference between the NFL and the other sports. Obviously, fewer games. As you know, Chad, this is a brutal sport. Um, and things can change on a, on, a, on, a, on a snap of the fingers because of health. You know, the best, you know, the best availability is availability. And you look at teams that have won Super Bowls over the last couple of years, have they been the best team? Probably not, but they've been the healthiest team. And that's that's going to be showing up again because the Dolphins, I still thought maybe they would, if two was healthy, they, you know, they would definitely be a wild card contender. Now, you know, Teddy Bridgewater covered him last year in Denver. They're a 500 team, maybe, maybe 7 and 10, 8 and 9 if he has to play the whole way. Talk to me about the injuries yesterday. Jamison Crowder was having himself a nice game. Isaiah McKenzie, of course, left with the uh, the concussion stuff. Cole Beasley's down in Tampa now. That slot receiver position, everyone's going to talk about Diggs and Davis and, of course, Allen, but that slot position has been very, very important to this team over the past couple of years. How, how does that shake out now that you have you know some really severe depth, uh, you would assume some severe depth chart issues? Yeah, and, you know, to me, it, you know, they, they ended the game with three healthy receivers. And, you know, moving forward, you, 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 you know, Shakir had his first catch yesterday. Okay, he's going to get a chance. You know, what I would foresee is maybe digs a little bit more inside. Dawson Knox, the big tight end, maybe flex him out a little bit to the slot. Go with some more two tight end personnel until you get comfortable with some of those, you know, the, your third, fourth, fifth receivers. But, you know, it, it, as long as you have digs and then Gabe Davis coming back from his injury, you know, the passing game should be in good shape. What did you think of the uh, commander's fucking uniforms yesterday? <laughs> um, it was a disgrace. Um, and and you know, uh, yeah. To me, to me, to me, commies, cowboys is still a cool rivalry. And you tried out those uniforms against the damn star. I mean, to me, there was a. Uh, to me, it was a joke. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to reinvent themselves. Well, you still have the same guy at the top of the masthead. Nothing's going to change until that changes. And he was there. Like, it was- I, thought, and I, I was surprised at that. You probably know more about this than me, Chad. I thought he was banned from going to games. I mean, I don't know if he's banned. I know that it sounded like he was persona non grata, and that was for yeah. a reason. Uh, he can't help himself, man. He loves Jerry. I. 
look, I don't care. I, I am I am surprised at how quickly I've been able to cauterize the wound for myself emotionally. But as a Redskins fan my whole life, to walk out into Dallas dressed like the Iowa Hawkeyes and then just get <laughs> smashed and then have nothing to show for your effort at all and be unprepared and your coach has no answers and you can't – you went in – you so arrogantly went into this season saying, well, we're Carson Wentz away from, you know, being a contender. I – it's crazy to me, Ryan, and you're, you've been without, out of it for a while now. Every time I said, well, it can't get any worse, it just it just somehow figures out a way yeah. to get worse. And I was so embarrassed for them because I was in Phoenix, and I remember Arizona State had these black uniforms, and I pulled them up, and they look exactly – I mean, they didn't even try to do anything new. They just said, well, all right, we pulled up a bunch of Google image search of black football uniforms. We'll do those. And yeah. – I just felt bad. I had people calling me a shithead and saying I was an asshole for for criticizing them. I'm like, I feel bad for you. If, I cannot believe there is still a group of people out there that would defend uh, what they saw on Sunday. It was rough. Yeah, and you know the product on the field is terrible. They're playing Tennessee now, which, as you said earlier in the segment, the Titans seem to be finding their traction a little yeah. bit. Then you have a short week at Chicago. I mean, Carson Wentz. If you thought, you know, what's what's the phrase? If he's the answer, I don't want to know what the question is. Yeah. Uh, two teams in a row had given up on him. The Colts, the owner, was ready to cut him and take the thirty million, thirty plus million dollar cap hit. Uh, but the Washington thinks, oh, he's the answer. If I'm a Commanders fan, I'd rather see Heineke. I would too, but just also, so you've you've been at this three years now, and it's gone from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Taylor Heineke to to Carson Wentz. I mean, how you, you cannot, who is arrogant enough now in 2022 to believe? I just, I, I don't need to address the quarterback position. I remember you and me having endless conversations about Mike Shanahan being like, well, I don't matter if it's fucking Rex Grossman out there. It's my offense. It's like, well, no, that we we know now that is not the truth. And just look at the teams that are finding success in this league. What do you make of all the second half difficulties? You mentioned Tennessee. They, they shut down in the second half two weeks in a row, uh, the, the Ravens just did it. Whatever, you know, the, the opposite of that is what the Bills have going on. But there seems to be a bunch of teams right now that they've got one half of good football in them, and then the plan is to just try to hang on. Yeah, and, that, and, and, and that's such a it's such a terrible strategy. But coaches are conservative by nature. They say, okay, you know, let's say you're up 20-3 to 3 at halftime. Let's take the air out of the football. Let's get out of here with a 23-14 win. No, you got to do what the Chiefs did last night. They kept their pedal on the gas. They knew they needed to score 35 or 40 points against Brady. So they said, we're not going to let this get close. They score, we're going to answer. They score again with a field goal, we're going to answer with a touchdown. Then you have, you know, then you have coordinators calling plays on first and second and 10 when they're up. You're just going to give the other team hope. You're going to give the other team field position. And it's just, you just, and that's why I appreciate Andy Reid as a play caller, is he's just so aggressive, so bold. And he should be applauded for that. All right. When um, have you already had the first beef on Weck? And if not, why not? And I, <laughs> I'm going to need some detailed reports if you're going to be up there having those on a regular basis. Well, I, I will. I, I will. And um, as a is a is a food transition. Um, the disappointment for me, and I flew into Reagan this weekend because I saw some friends on Saturday, is I did not visit a Harris Teeter mm. to look up my Twitter for snacks of the roundtable recommendations. <laughs> you definitely have some intel if you need anything to know. If you need to know anything about what's on the shelves at the local Harris Teeter here in Northern Virginia, I will provide that for you. But I want beef on Weck with the extra horseradish updates in the near future. It is at Ryan O'Halloran, a longtime friend of the show, and of course Buffalo News, BuffaloNews.com for all your Buffalo Bills needs. Uh, Ryan, great to catch up. Buddy, congratulations. Enjoy the new digs. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, anytime, Chad. I appreciate it. It's our guy, Ryan O'Halloran on The Chad Duke Show. Everybody, The Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow The Chad Duke Show on Spotify, and you'll see all the show's favorite tunes. Jimmy fucks up everything. Um, <laughs> he fucked up his own hoot nanny. We should probably talk about that. Uh, do you have the Hoot Nanny song tour? I, but we do need to thank everybody. I mean, that was just a fucking unbelievable turnout of generosity that was going down on Friday night. Couldn't believe it. Still can't believe it. Still taste that sweat sock jelly bean I ate. Man. I got to recommend those, those bean boozled. If you want to fuck your friends up for a night, like yeah. really get everybody upset, buy a box of those things. No free plugs. 
They were, except of course when Monk was telling us how big his cock was and he was no selling jelly beans all night. Um, other than that, I couldn't believe how disgusted I was by those things. It was actually at one point, maybe around the hour twenty mark. Yes. The most shoot upset I was with a project Dude, involved with this show. So many funny, was, so many funny screen caps of you just furious sitting in your seat. <laughs> Just wanting to kill yourself and everybody around you. Uh, Jimmy, send me the 50 back, actually. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I want some shit back from you, too. Like, my Holy fucking time fucking and effort. Christ. I can't say no to my mom. You're 42! Say no to your mom! What happens if she comes at your beaver first? Are you gonna say no, then? Big fucking little house of horrors monster in between her legs, snapping away. Nope, can't say no to her. Oh, this, this bean tastes like roasted beef. I, fuck I wanna, off. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck off. Wait, wait, hold on. We you're got, tagging, we got different, you're yeah. tagging Monk and yeah. I'm attacking Jim. Yes. <laughs> this is an unhealthy show. <laughs> yeah. we, did, we did this incredible thing on Friday night where everybody was nice and generous and we hit our goal and no one thought we would and now we're just screaming and yelling about people that care about us. Um, man, I tell you what. Well, I mean, everyone was so goddamn generous. I actually started making a list. Let me pull up two people that I definitely need. People started sending me in uh, that didn't get the uh, correct uh, verbal acknowledgement. And by the way, if you did not get a verbal nod on the hoot and you donated, it is not any type of any inconvenience. Just said, shoot me a little note. Uh, Whiskey Sam and uh, Kimberly Milio. I got to say thank you so much to both of them. Incredibly generous. I think Whiskey Sam dropped five hundo on that. Dropped a five hundsky. It was unbelievable. Um... People were so goddamn generous, and again, thank you to everyone that donated. Special thanks to to Mark Borger and to Nice Lady Danielle, who are reigning and defending champions. Uh, Danielle actually took uh, the cash over the PS5. I asked her which she would prefer, which I thought was nice. Um, get to Mark Borger. Um, it was so nice, Tor, because uh, we hadn't done a hoot where we were trying to do a cause, I don't think, before. Have we? I... I don't believe so. We did the one where we gave away the PlayStation, and that was just for us. Yeah. Um, but that I didn't know how, if people were motivated to... I, I didn't know what people's mindset was with Jim, because I don't I don't like Jim, so I don't know if the audience does. And if Line stand starts behind me. Right, right. The line, the actual, the, we hate Jim Club is me and uh, the... me and uh, No Jimmies is the name of the... Well, Tord uses that club for other words, dating practices, yeah. too. Yo, baby girl, like, if you want to come back to my house, you're going to join the No Jimmies Club. <laughs> No, um, you're going to die. So um, the thing about it was the audience ha responds the way that it does. It's, you know, it's own entity and uh, really, really overwhelming. And we'll be able to cut a check that pays for his entire goddamn uh, bathroom to be renovated. So uh, if you donated, we're going to start giving updates as soon as the, I'm, the shovel goes into the mold, which is the only way to describe what's going to happen in that fucking bathroom. Um I am still, I thought that I knew Jester way better than I did Tor. Sure. His behavior was so squirrely during that fucking thing. that There were times when I thought that we were like irritating him with, with trying to do this. Uh, and then the parts where he was putting up pictures where he had covered up all the bad spots. I'm like, Jim, you're asking people, this is people's money. Like this is, they earn this money by working. Like they yeah. have, they have families, they have friends, they have, they have savings, you know, they have a retirement, they have things they could keep this money for. You're asking them to help you because you're in a bad spot. Why would you, can you imagine if Alex Smith went into the doctor, threw a towel over his leg and said, hey, everything's fine. Don't even worry about it. Like there's, he would be playing again. It, you know, I think there's some pride stuff about being a grown man uh, with, with that. But at the same time, if it gets to this point, of we're doing a show for this, Jimmy, right. and you've agreed. Well, that's the thing. If there's we, enough we, pride, you say, hey, no, 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 no. Yes, I don't we, want that. We have to put it aside and, and really, I mean, the towels weren't, we, we could still see it out, yeah, the mold, out, out from the well, towels. that's another part of it. I'm like, what do you think you're hiding? And then the part where, and I'm so glad, I think, I think Ant-Man was trying to ruin the show from the very jump, which he is was. what he generally does. Because he was trying to tell me before the show and then at the very top that Jim had facilitated his mother who is not going to understand this show and no. not going to understand us busting his balls watching the program. It would have drained all of the energy out of the room. It, it ruined the ending of the show, of course. It, it would have been like that bourbon's... It might, it, was it the Cursed Hoot where Monk said, oh, this is my friend's corn and... The, yeah, and yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not allowed yeah. to talk about it or sure, whatever the sure. fuck, and so then it, we it weren't allowed give, to give it honest. It just and, gives a different vibe. It was very close to... The only reason that that hoot wasn't a cursed hoot is for two reasons. One, everyone was so fucking jealous. It pains me to say this, Tor, but because of you. You actually were the MVP. I don't think it's even 
close. Um, I worry about your stomach. I've worried about it for a while. Um, when you told me if you drink half a Diet Coke, you spray diarrhea for three days, like I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Um, the fact that you can't eat breakfast before one o'clock, but you still weigh seven hundred pounds, like I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Um, and the fact that I can, I could literally talk you into puking right now. And the only reason I don't is because I, I don't want to abuse that power. I appreciate that. You, you have a, you, have you ever worried about what's going on down there? Not really, because it, it's different than the tube's stomach, where he just his stomach always hurts. Yeah, always, constantly. Cancer. I, he has cancer. Yes, I just have a weak constitution when it comes to, to holding okay. holding it down and bench press. Yeah. Uh, hey, the bar's been feeling. What the fuck was that? I'm sorry. There's no reason. <laughs> Whoa. There's no fucking reason at all for that. There's no reason. I'd, I'd like to Shit. apologize. Will you accept my apology? No. How can how can I? I was wrong. Want to smoke with the old boy Rick James? All right. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, my stomach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um... Tor needs a spot when he's got fifteens uh, uh, on either side of the bar. <laughs> okay. Deep for some reason. Why does his bench go up and down? Is this? Why does it incline this way? Can you lift with a what? Okay, I have been I'm, working on my bench press. I'm a little. sorry. I've I been just, working on. I don't it. even know. I just there's no reason for it. Um, the puking though. I just don't want you to feel like, first of all, it's not a bit no. for anybody that thought maybe. there was. My wife was so disgusted. She goes, why would you sit me behind the can if you knew he was going to throw up a hundred times? And I said, I didn't know he was going to throw up a hundred times. I swear, I don't want the hoot to have to be you're puking every time for the duration. I, would, I really don't want that. I would prefer it not to be as such as well. Right. It, it just, the beans were- They're gross, man. So gross. And it, it it's not even a placebo. Oh, I know this is going to be gross, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really I'm gonna really know. Sure. It's as soon as you crack it, because there's about a two two second delay where you're like, okay, is this the good one? And then it's a wave that hits you. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever. It's tasted. a really good point. The one I had, the the second you pierce the flesh of the yeah. jelly bean, it just tastes kind of like a jelly bean for half a beat. And then you're overwhelmed. Um, and I think that's actually, as far as a delivery system, that makes it better for what we were using it for. I don't know what the fuck you would use those for unless you're doing a live show. Well, somebody was just chowing down on them after after the show, Who? saying that, Monk, just going going to town on the beans. I'm sitting here, hey, what? You're, you're lying. You're lying if you think that this bean is, is, is okay. He's all, he can't not be braggadocious like he has to be the alpha in the room at all times and it's like hey man no one's asking you to kayfabe this thing and like put on a performance yes but you also know we're putting on a show and if you're just going to sit there and talk about how delicious these beans are it kind of scuttles everybody else and also by the way they're fucking gross you know it's different if you're like saying oh i can eat the hottest wing or i can drink the most liquor it's like right. okay those are guy things but that was just such a weird bit. And also, I've never seen anybody. I always said this about Randy Johnson tour. Remember when Randy Johnson would bat? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was always the worst thing in the world. Like the guy didn't even realize. It didn't even look like he could stand. Uh huh. And you're like, how does Randy Johnson not getting a batting cage and just take a hundred cuts a day for the, for the 15 years he pitched in the bigs, right? Yeah. And then maybe by the time you're in your 13 and 14, if you have to pitch somewhere, you know, you're going and playing a you know interleague game or whatever. You maybe make contact every once in a while. Learn how to lay down a bunt. Maybe you get a, a little fly into into center. Maybe Monk's got those types of reps, doing doing shows with us now, and yes. he still has absolutely no idea how a show works, which is always kind of uh, fun whenever he's around. And, and I'm sitting here like uh, Matthew Burke came up and tried the, the the liver and onions bean, which was the the trigger. That was for the me one. That yeah, night. that, that was, was one I got you. That one was disgusting. Uh, and he had it. He said that's the grossest thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So. That's two. That's two for two. And he's like, oh, Monk's in here. Oh, you can just, you can figure out which one's the cappuccino, which one isn't. And oh, I'm just like, you're, you're completely you, the, the, the missing the point gif yes. thing. The guy flies over on the rocket. That's what was going on with him. Um, but still, it was tremendous. And uh, Jimmy, for those of you that don't know, like Jimmy was bizarre. And uh, Jimmy's got Jimmy lives. I always use this example. If there's those pictures when like a plane flies over like an uncontacted tribe, yeah, and they're throwing rocks and spears up at the fucking plane because they don't love, even know what a plane is. Love that picture. That's that's Jim. Like whatever Jim's in his little bubble. He lives with nothing but women. Um, they all hate him and they all henpeck him, and he just sits there and does everything they have to say. 
and he drives to work and then he drives to the fast food place and then he drives home. And the only other time he gets out of whatever that little thing is is when he's down here. So when he's out of here and it's like, Jim, you're 42. You probably shouldn't let your mom watch the show. We're going to bust your balls, talk about how disgusting the house, by the way, you were raised in. You will. He doesn't even process that. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is, Jim is a, a kind soul at the begin, at the end of all of it. He was very emotional at the end of the night. He kept it together the entire time. But it was nice to see how much, because I got a long, painful history tour of giving out prizes and trying to do nice things, and nobody, it, 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 at best, they don't give a shit. Um, and at most, they're upset about it. Sure. Enter Mark Borger. So, um, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, Tor, yeah. as a small business owner, like your customers, your individual customers are worth more per capita than, let's say, McDonald's. Yeah. You piss off one customer at McDonald's, it's like, fuck it. There's 70 billion other ones that are going to come right after you. Go fuck yourself. Right. It's why when Enterprise treats you like shit or an airline, they don't care because they know they're going to get theirs. Um, I have a finite amount of people that are willing to put up with my bullshit. At the tippity top of those lists are guys like Mark Borger. Mark Borger uh, comes out to events. He logs on and donates during the show. He frequents Commonwealth Dry Goods. About as generous as a guy can get. I can't. I, I'm not even mad at him about this. But it it goes back to something where... I really wish I've talked to you about Skinwalker Ranch, right? You have, yes. Where portals open up in the middle of the sky, and like magnetism works differently, and they see UFOs and c cattle are mutilated, and all of the doors in the fucking big house of the farm all all open, and all the dishes will fall out at the same time. Like you, for me, it's it's not even as much as that shit's happening. It's like I want to know why it's happening. Like I need you to tell me when Ant Man does his crazy shit where he's lying and screaming and carrying on. I'm like, tell me why? Why are you doing? And then when I can figure out why he's doing it, he doesn't take leftovers out of here. He snuck out of here again on Friday night without helping clean up, without taking any leftovers. And I can't figure it out because he's so fat and he eats so much fucking fast food. Where I'm like, why? Why don't you want to take this a bag of McDoubles in the back? Like you eat nothing but what? It, I figured it out. He had to do all the drugs before he got back into the house because if they found the drugs, then yeah, he's going yeah. back into rehab, right? Sure. Well, his parents, the new drugs is food. Mm -hmm. So he's going in lying, saying, I'm sitting down having dinner with you when he's had three Big Macs and a strawberry fucking milkshake in the car. He has to withdraw the trash out. So he, want, he doesn't want to bring evidence back with him. So I figured it out. So now that he, he it's a shitty thing he does, but at least I can understand why he does it. The not being able to give away a PlayStation 5, we're at Skinwalker Ranch level territories with me now. You still can't buy them very easily for retail at a retail price. Very it, easily. It, 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 it's impossible. Let's do an experiment. Okay. Will you, uh, do you mind pulling up eBay on your computer right there? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. We're going we're gonna to start with this. Uh, type in PlayStation 4 into eBay, okay? I believe that system's been out for, what, a decade? Yep. But not for a long fucking time. Right, PlayStation Four. We all have one. I've got one sitting in my house. If anybody would like to make an offer, it's the Spider-Man version, red controller. Um, what does a PlayStation Four run on eBay? I'm seeing three hundred bucks. Okay. I'm seeing another one for three fifty. Out of the box? Uh, yes, three hundred and fifty dollars. Very good condition for a used PS4. Okay. Yeah. Used PS4. Can't buy that on the shelf. You know, just like the PS5. You're not gonna be able to walk into a Best Buy and find that. I believe the PlayStation 5 retails for $4.99 is what the retail for that unit is, correct? Yes. All right, now type in PlayStation 5 into eBay. Okay, know. I'm seeing $700, right. $700, $800, $850. Right. Yeah. You can't get them on the shelves. Uh, you can walk into a Target and trip over an Xbox at this point, right? Or a Switch or whatever else it is. <sighs> It is in my best interest to not bring this up, but I hope that Mark Borger understands this, and I hope the rest of the audience does. I'm not attacking the now dozen people that have I've tried to give a PlayStation 5 to, and they've told me to go fuck myself, including the one guy that said, I don't want that. I want two free years of your show. And I was like, I don't even understand. I don't even know what to say to you. Um, I haven't heard from him ever again, by the way. I don't think that worked out. Mark Borger sent a Facebook message to Ant-Man that said, I don't want the PlayStation. I'd rather have an Xbox. <laughs> Ant-Man had already ordered the PlayStation, of course. That's how I knew That's that the, I had it. Yes. I didn't know any of this had happened. Okay. This was unbeknownst to me. 
So I think on Sunday night, he'd had a few. And he messaged me. He's like, oh, hey, man, like, uh, sorry about that text. My kid doesn't want a PlayStation because it doesn't have Halo or whatever. So I asked Ant-Man for an Xbox. And I said, what? And he goes, eh, fuck you. And I was like, all right. Hmm. I said, can I ask you why you wouldn't just take the PlayStation and sell it on eBay and get $800 and then go buy your kid an Xbox and a Switch? Or I know you like pinball machines. You know, you sure. can buy one of those arcade one-up pinball machines. He's like, oh, yeah, man, suck my cock. And I was like, okay. Didn't get an answer out of him. I'm sure he meant well. Um, but this is now by my count tour because I sat around last night after uh, Joe and Anthony came over to watch football with my wife and I. We had a lovely evening. Yeah. And uh, we watched uh, the, the fucking we'll, – we'll get into it. We watched the Chiefs p- grab Tom Brady's foreskin and just peel it around him like a fucking banana. Um, I said, how many – I counted five PlayStation 5s now that we have given out um, on Hoots, on in the su- supporters chat, in the, in the at live events. Yeah. And we, we've only, we've had a, a problem with all of them. 100% there's been an issue. The only time we gave away something where the guy was actually happy. Do you remember this? We were I, at Fairwinds. I remember it distinctly. But it was an Xbox Series S, and he actually jumped up and down and said, I can't believe I won. He was thrilled. That gentleman was, I mean, I'm like, oh, okay. And are you, that night you said, I'm so glad he was excited about it. It was the best feeling in the world because it's such a rare feeling for me. It's like, you know, climbing onto a Peloton. Like it happens so rarely that when it does, it's like, wow, this feels incredible. Um I, I maybe it's just because you watch the publishers clearinghouse fucking uh commercials your whole life and you see people going crazy and losing their minds and crying and all that thank you, baby Jesus, all that shit. And I'm not saying this is what we're doing, but it's a really nice prize. And, and he's taking it, and he's happy about it, and he said, thank you so much. He's a real generous dude, and I, I like Mark Borger a lot. He comes up here quite a bit. But it, I, it's something, it has to be something intrinsically to do with me because it's happened from show to show, and it has happened with greater frequency with this show when we try to give away nice prizes. Um, I don't get it. I, I don't, because I don't either. It's, it's a PS4. I, I, I don't even play. I'm not a huge video game right. player. I like Call of Duty. I like madden that i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a video game rube right but it's a ps5 it, it, it that's just what it is also just the clout status like yes. you put it up on your instagram oh, check out what i just scored oh, where'd you God. fucking get it bro you know that whole thing and if you want to use it as as a modality for for streaming video whatever you 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 have that it is a, a box where everything is in one how about you. this give it as a gift sure. i mean who wouldn't want to get that as a christmas christmas is what a couple of months away like yeah. you'll be fucking you'll be the the king ningling if you're walking around giving a yeah. it was just weird because this is a dude that's incredibly generous he donated the most out of anyone to jim jester he's always the guy when i'm sitting here on fucking streaming these shows on thursday night and I'm like, oh, I got to pay Jim and tour. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. He's the guy that fucking rolls through and sends <laughs> wait, wait, some cash. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? You, said so, you slipped something in there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and he's always the guy that rolls through. I'm like, this guy supports the show like no other. So it was just strange. Um, and we're also undefeated with PS5. So I think maybe we should switch it up and uh, we'll give away something else next time. I was thinking big animatronic werewolves. What do you think? I think that'll be real easy <laughs> yeah, to move. Yeah, those are easy to move also. <laughs> I want one of those, by the way. Did you God, see that thing I tweeted out? I did, yes. God damn, it looks awesome. It's only 10 feet tall, though. <laughs> yeah. I think we could fit him in here. Don't you think? Because remember, the skeleton wasn't going to fit in here, but if he's only 10 feet tall, we could put him right behind you and you would be eye level with him. I can't have the scary hound dog sit by me. Can you imagine show. if you walk in here and the eyes are on? Because the, the, the actual, the fucking, the, 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 the head moves and the jaw moves and it like howls and stuff. I, I would poop my pants. I would say, shoot, Gross. we need to take a quick, we, uh, we need to push it back an hour. I got to go home. I, I, I just went in my pants. And I have to, I have to change, I have to throw away my underwear toilet. On, on 66 yeah. and then I have to go shower and then I'll be back here. Speaking of this, this is another, can I tell you another sad thing with Jim? Okay. Monk gave him that beautiful toilet that has like the three seashells and it's got like the, the enema and the, the vibrating and yeah, the yeah, heat yeah. and it's got, it's got everything. Jim's car was so filled with trash oh, that he couldn't he couldn't get the toilet in. So then he had to, for whatever reason, Jim parked right next to my brand new truck. Uh-huh. And so his, I hate to say this, but two thousand dollar piece of shit. Like if he if he traded the thing in, they'd be like, dude, this is worth nothing. Like it's worth more to scrap this thing than it is for you to. I mean, he should run into a curb and they'll total the car and he can get something else. Um, 
he the only side that had the least amount of trash is the side that was parked next to my truck. So it's Jim opening the, the car door. It's hitting my truck. The, the toilet is hitting it. And he's like humping the thing, trying oh. to get it into the goddamn side. It just nothing's good. All right. I mean, that's a, I'll give it to Monk, even though he was being a, a, a huge jerk with the beans. Huge asshole. The um. The toilet gift was... That's unbelievable. I mean, it's just crazy. He's so yeah. fucking generous. Yeah. That one time when I met up with him after we got back from the beach and he had bought the, the $400 blow mold that I looked at a million times, I'm like, I can't spend $400 on a blow mold. And he right. just bought it for me. Just yeah. Because he's a really generous dude. He's very nice. He just has no comedic timing whatsoever. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. I've showed up five minutes late to Commonwealth Dry Goods before when I'm working, but I turn the lights on and then I can sell you things. You know, it's not a food establishment. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're just going to pull out pizza from the fucking walk-in and sell us some old shit from the day before. That's what's going to happen here. So I said, let's f- fuck this. We're not going to go to this place. Like Maybe we'll come back another day. I don't know, but I don't like it. Um, so I just pulled up my phone. and I said, best pizza near me, right? And that's always a fucking rigmarole because your stupid phone will tell you that Costco <laughs> has the best pizza here. <laughs> because, you know... Yeah. Dumb people go to pizza. Like they go to pizza. Like if you go to a town, I'm in Best Pizza near me. In the top five will be Papa John's. Like yep. in the top five will be Pizza Hut. So you got to be careful um, because you can't trust that. So I pulled it up, and um, a place in Manassas came up. And uh, you know I'm not the biggest fan of Manassas, but it was in Old Town Manassas, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I like Old Town Manassas. That's where Shining Soul is. There's some fun bars there. Uh, it's nice. It's a place called Benny Capalajos. And what I found out is that Benny's is the chain, and then they name their individual location after something around there. So oh, all of the Benny's okay. have a different name well, after cool. them for something local in the area, which is a nice way to kind of distinguish yourself so people don't feel like they're just going to Sabaro or some horseshit. Yeah. We drive down. It's right in Old Town Manassas. So we pull up up front, and uh, we walk in, and Joe goes, I think I've eaten here before. <laughs> and I said, well, how the fuck have you eaten here before? He goes, well, when I'm at work, and we're not working, and we're watching movies, <laughs> having pizza parties every fucking day. And I'm like, all right. So the, apparently they have so many pizza parties that Joe has tried all the pizza in the surrounding area. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think I said that. It must be fucking nice, by the way. Just have a pizza party every every. Let's see, it's Tuesday. Tuesday's pizza party day. All right, I brought Terminator Two for us all to watch. Remember when he told us he had he goes to this pizza place all the time, and it ended up being a ghost ghost kitchen. It was a ghost Red kitchen Robin. for Red Robin. Yeah, well, because probably he's exhausted all of his pizza <laughs> options in the area because there's no fucking working going on. Um, so Joe, but I, I'm busting his balls, but I got to say Joe gets the MVP because this is the second week in a row. You were there last weekend, man, when you, you couldn't make it this week, of course. Actually, we found out that he could, Joe, once he found out it was closer to him than he initially thought. Yeah. yeah. Got a bunch of faking ass fakery going on. <laughs> um, Joe goes, I ordered the big pizza. You guys are going to freak out. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, wait till you fucking see it, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I said everything up until fucking more. I don't think I called you guys more. I, I don't know. I mean, you were fucking, and you're worried about chasing Charlie down into spider holes out of that haircut of yours. Um, <laughs> I can't even tell the difference between who's talking, Joe or Chad. There's a nail you bomb coming the through the palm same. fronds. <laughs> it ain't me. I ain't no senator, son, no. Um... <laughs> Some folks are born silver spoon in hand. Ooh, they red, white, and blue, y'all. Um, <laughs> you know how you shoot Ant-Man from a helicopter? You just have to lead him a little bit more. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I didn't say have, I, choke yourself, private. All right, so, um, Joe um, orders the pizza, which is the second time in a row he's ordered the pizza for the, the VPC, which is very kind. Um, not as it's it was more kind than I found out because pizzas at this place are not cheap. I think they were forty eight dollars. Yeah, with tax, all that. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck could a pizza be forty eight dollars? This is re- until I saw it. 
it's 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 the size of the completed Death Star. Like not even the one that they're still working on. Like it's fucking the biggest pizza I've ever seen in my life. The slices were so big that I didn't know why they bothered giving us plates because there was just no plate that was going to hold this motherfucker. The the picture you sent me, the slice it covered Monk's entire face. It's his face. entire face. <laughs> you couldn't see anything. Looks like a face hugger. Looks, yeah. like he's, looks like he's acting out aliens. He's yeah. playing aliens. I was so jealous. When uh, I saw aliens, that. that's a good one. Going to write that down for Wednesday's pizza party at my work. Um, and then my immediate thought was, hey, man, I want to give the review away, but my immediate thought was, if they got this big carny pizza, it's got to be a gimmick. I already knew it was a chain. I'm like, there's no way this is good. And it was, it was, it's fucking good. And so, nice. yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so excited. I think, I don't think they're in Maryland for obvious reasons, but they're in Virginia, oh. North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina, Pennsylvania. I, I think they skipped Maryland completely. Oh um, That's amazing. That's a smart move. Wouldn't you? Yeah. By the way, if I was driving up north, I wish I could just skip over Maryland. Yeah, Boing. Nice. Fucking get one of those Super Mario, like uh, the trapeze things <laughs> right over the whole fucking state. Um, so I did the bit, I've been doing this bit recently where, uh, my brother works from home and so I buy whatever the pizza is that we have and I deliver him one to his house and he, he, he enjoys the bit. Why wouldn't you? So I ordered the same pizza Joe did. <laughs> they fucking bring it out and the box is bigger than the, so the box is so big that by now the lunch rush has arrived and it's like Arsenio Hall just walked out to fucking host late nights because they're like, oh shit, like everybody, ooh, ooh, ooh. everyone's going fucking crazy. Look at that box, how are you going to get, will I fit through the door? Like people are high-fiving me on the fucking way out. So we're taking pictures with the big box out front and uh, I realize I can't get it into the front of the truck, like it won't go into the passenger side, it's too big. And I'm like, am I going to have to put this pizza in the bed of the truck? Like, I, it'll slide all over the place. And luckily, we jammed it into the uh, the back seat, much like Jester did the toilet. Only um, <laughs> oh my mine wasn't because my truck, of course, was filled with detritus. Um, <laughs> you got to clean out your car, Jim. Is there any chance we can do that? Yeah, well, I'll get right on that. Next There's week. no chance, dude. <laughs> Maybe we're, this week. We're going to have to do a Jim's of car detailing hootenanny before we get the fucking, <laughs> oh all the goddamn whopper, styrofoam whopper containers taken out of the side of that fucking thing. Um, Got the pizza box in there, and it was just so unwieldy that, like, I'm like, how do you even, how would a family take one of these things home? But it was really cool to be at a place where the gimmick um, didn't take away from the overall product itself. I don't know. What did you think, Joe? I think I, you, you were obsessed. I, I loved the pizza. I loved it when I first had it when the, when my, on pizza night at work. <laughs> and I loved it even more, fresh, fresh, uh, freshly out of the oven. It's probably on Tuesday the last yeah. time you had it. <laughs> oh, look at this! Oh, taco night here. I work at Barnes and Noble Prime. All right, <laughs> Barnes and Noble. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it was a great time, and uh, Monk came out, and I think fell asleep in the middle of lunch. Like I don't know what's going on with his diabetes. He was screaming, and yelling about how he wasn't allowed to have a Coke, but then he ate three large slices of this pizza and i'm like dude i don't think diabetes works the way you think it works no <laughs> you could drink alcohol at 11 a.m yeah. but not not coke i felt like a nego mantoya i'm like I, you keep using that word i do not think it means what you think it means because right when we were at that one place eating yeah. pizza he had three beers while yeah. he was sitting there i'm like dude do you know what you know what alcohol turns into yeah. anyway uh but it was good to see him it was it was fun to see uh monk and he was uh he had no jacket wearing shorts i mean i just don't know how he's going to survive the winter i don't know how he survived the winter up until this point um but it was a good one and hey man you missed out big time bud yeah. big time yeah, did you even miss out monk today? enjoyed the pizza and you know how much he eats that's very that's rare true. yeah that's a very he does rare hate thing. other people's food he does uh that is at virginia pizza crusade on instagram if you would like to Check it out. Oh, we've got an update, Jim Daddy. Thank uh -oh. God. I don't want to have to pay for that fucking car to go back up north. And Corey Rita has made sure that I don't have to. Oh, yeah. Nice guy, Corey. Just murder. Oh, and he sent it to the Venmo. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love Corey so much. Thank you, Corey Rita. You're a good man. Yeah, you're going to have to take that one to the head if you don't mind, big man. Uh, I can't wait. All right, here we go. Chester's such an alcoholic like that if we don't get a fucking donation the first 10 minutes, he starts getting the shakes yeah. and the shimmies. Hey there, boy. Oh, there it is. Let's fire him off. Nice. We'll be able to see if he spills too with all that Heather Gray that he's yeah, wearing. Seriously. Yeah. I cannot believe you haven't learned your lesson. A lot of Heather Hartwell Gray. <laughs> oh, oh, what the fuck? Did you just punch the mic? Oh. Stop, please. 
that, that, oh, dude, you blew it at me. Why Stop. do you always look this way and do that? I keep hoping maybe one day, just maybe it won't happen this time. Like maybe he started to eat like you know vegetables and exercising this week. <laughs> You're smarter than that. Yeah. That gut health is just not where it needs to be. No, you need some probiotics. <laughs> I mean, just a fucking mountain of them. He needs to do a line of probiotics before each show that we fucking do. Um, Joe is shitting at the Safeway. He just texted me. Why wouldn't he shit downstairs? He left what? the building? He, he left, left the building to go shit. He just texted me. What the fuck? Dude. <laughs> what type of a fucking gong show is going on around here? I gotta call him. I need to call, I need call to... him on the fucking... No, pl- oh, plug the blower into the fucking board. Call him on the board. Why the fuck would he go shit at the Safeway? I have no idea. Do you don't want to know how he phrased it, by the way? He said, I'm teetering at the Safeway. Oh, my God. I like that because... He is such a moron. All right, you calling him? Yep. I don't hear nothing, Jester. I ain't got no hearing. Yeah. Joe, Joe, why would you go shit at the grocery store while you're in the studio? You could shit in these bathrooms. No, no, no. I didn't want to defile the bathrooms here. Why just go down to the basement? Or the first floor. <laughs> or the first floor, where the, the homeless guy first, goes. First floor, is, first, floor, first floor is locked. There's a key up here. There's a key. The key works on all of them. <laughs> oh, oh, it works on all okay, Oh, my God. <laughs> Hang, up on. Hang up that on That Safeway bathroom is so bad. Text the him to come back disgusting. and shit in the basement. <laughs> is that the dumbest thing anyone's ever done up here? I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> so, so, what the as many times as we've done shtick about shitting in that haunted basement downstairs, I just... It was locked. That's why there's a key. He is not smart. On Sunday, October 9th, Eric Redbeard, a.k.a. Eric Rowan, will be live in person at Commonwealth Dry Goods. Eric will be signing autographs and taking pictures from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. You may bring two items for Eric to sign. Rowan action figures, magazines, and photos are welcome. Please no battle packs or figure sets featuring other wrestlers. Unfortunately, they will not be signed. The event is first come, first serve. No saving spots in line. The signing will end promptly at 2 p.m. due to scheduling considerations, even if there are still people in line. Additionally, Commonwealth Dry Goods will be releasing the official 2022 Halloween candle and t-shirt on that same day. No purchase limits. You can even get them signed. So save the date, Sunday, October 9th. If you need more information, go to Commonwealth Dry Goods on Instagram or Facebook. Top Gun Maverick continues to impress. Ryan O'Halloran was great as he always has been for many years. The Hootenanny was a goddamn good time and a really good show. I swear I didn't try to sabotage it on purpose. Just some things are super embarrassing. Uh, I have until April 1st before I can go and get one or two or shit three of those big ass slices of pizza and Joe, for Christ's sake, just go downstairs when you're here at the fortress to take a shit. Dumb, dumb. God damn it. I love Joe. I'm so glad he's back. All right. So at the beginning of the show, you heard the promo. You just heard it coming out of that last segment. Sunday, October 9th, noon to two, Commonwealth Dry Goods. Eric Redbeard, a.k.a. Eric Rowan, will be live in person, meeting, greeting, signing autographs, taking pictures. If somehow you missed it, rewind just a little bit to hear the rules and stipulations, or you know what, just just check out Commonwealth Dry Goods online. They're on Facebook, on Instagram, and if you want to keep up with the show, as always, chaddukeshow.com. You can go to facebook.com slash thechaddukeshow. Twitter, it's at chaddukes. Instagram, it's at Chad Duke Show. Thank you guys so, so much for the Hootenanny. I, I, I honestly, I can't say thank you enough. I, I truly appreciate it. My family appreciates it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this show. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. And I hope to see you out there on Sunday as there will be hugs aplenty if you let me know that you donated. And if the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you back here on Monday. Roll out the 